ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch the best wrestling podcast around with some sizzle, it is off the top rope. Yeah, yeah. This is your boy, Ty Asbury, and I, like I always say, it's Wednesday night, and you know what's going on. It is the biggest episode of Off the Top Rope Live on this Wednesday night, live on CEV Sports Podcast Network. And my live guest, I, I kind of see him as like one of those cool uncles you can talk about wrestling just all night long. He is the host of the Vince Russo brand, wrestling legend, writer. This guy does it all. Vince Russo was in the house. Vince, my man, what is up? Bro, I want to talk about that uh, ladies' man soundtrack we had going on, bro. You <laughs> got to send me some of those clips, man. I got to be using that music on my show, bro. <laughs> Whoa, that was some music, man. <laughs> well, I'm definitely, well, maybe a ladies' man back then, but, you know, happily married now, but that, that was the past. But I appreciate your compliment, but. Vince, you know, I, I've admired your work since I've been watching wrestling since I was like, yay, hi. And, man, it's just an honor to have you. But the biggest thing of all, I know you're always doing something, staying busy. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, bro. I mean, I, I, man, I was so lucky. And, you know, Ty, you're doing it now. Bro, I was so lucky a little thing podcasting came along. But, but the reality of it is, Ty, for me, you know, a lot of people find this hard to understand, bro. But, you know, I didn't I was a wrestling fan growing up, but I never had dreams and aspirations of being in the wrestling business. I never did. Quite frankly, man, I loved radio and I wanted to do radio. So, man, I've been real lucky the last seven years, man, with Russo's brand dot com. I, I, I've built a platform that we got about 15, 20 wrestlers on. We've got dozens and dozens of shows. It's my full-time job. I'm my own boss. And uh, I, I've, I've just been blessed uh, to be able to do this for, like I said, the last seven years, man. I really love what you're doing. And I follow the Vince Russo brand. I follow you on Twitter, YouTube, everything you're doing. And you took your passion and just took – Get, to get out of wrestling and you're keeping your passion alive radio on top of wrestling and for the experiences you have it all just clicks together like like putting a cake together yeah no bro like i said i mean you know podcast wasn't a thing when i was in the wrestling business and i never knew okay life after wrestling would be this but man i would not trade uh this in for the world man just getting to you know be my own boss work my own schedule so many of, of the wrestlers on the brand are friends who I've known for years. So it's it's been great for me, man. It really has. Like when you got into podcasting, what when did you get hit by that that podcast bite? Like when were you when did you really see and utilize like I'm finally gonna do this? You know how people put stuff aside 20 years and never get to it. But when did you when did you finally get hit with that? And you said, This is what I'm gonna do. Well, you know, bro, the first thing is like I'm not a I'm not a technical guy. 
So it's very easy to get scared away at the beginning, thinking that technically you're not going to be able to figure things out. But once you get over that hump and once you get over that learning curve, man, it's 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 tremendous. But, you know, bro, listen, I would still take a gig in radio like I live in Colorado. If I was able to get something out here, I would do it. But I mean, I wouldn't trade my podcasting in for the world, man. And the biggest thing of all is to like for you to do the Vince Russo brand. How is he says like your full time job? How hard is it? Because. I mean, you got to touch base with this wrestler or this guest. Like, can it be like so crazy or you lay things out uh, like ahead of time? Oh, no, bro. It is. It is scheduling. You know, I, I do. I do certain shows on certain days every day that I got up. I, I wake up. I have a schedule. I know what time I'm doing shows. So, I mean, I, I work uh, through the entire week on a schedule, man, m- m- much the same way, um, you know, when, you know, I was a head writer for Raw. And I think that had a, part, a large part to do with its success. Bro, we weren't writing shows the day of. Uh, you know, if if Raw was on a Monday, bro, the talent had the show by Friday. So by, by I mean, I'm sorry, by Thursday. So by Friday, they're calling me. We're going over the show. By the time we got to the building, everybody knew what they were doing. Everybody knew the show inside out. You know, bro, to, to be able to get the talent to show, uh, that they can look over at least on the plane ride. By the time, like I said, bro, by the time everybody walked into that building on Monday night, we were prepared. We were ready to go. We knew what everybody was doing. And I think that's why you got great TV uh, compared to what, what the system is today. From what I understand, I don't even know how they put anything on the air the way they work. And Vince, you brought up a good point talking about the product that when you were involved, which was over the top, just unbelievable. Because I grew up in high school during that time. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in the show and how it's been today. And as a fan and a podcaster, I can't just do this anymore. So, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But the one thing I really wanted to point out about you is that every time I watch your shows, you have the Rocky Balboa cut up. In the, in the background, I don't say it anymore. I was like, what yeah, happened? I, I, I moved, bro. I moved. That was in my old place. I, I got it around somewhere. Right now, I got the disco puppet. I always got the, uh, I always got the disco puppet by my side. But yeah, I don't have the Rocky stand up anymore. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm all over the place because, like I said, this is a hell of an episode tonight. Now, I'm gonna throw a question at you just off the top of my head. If you had the book Rocky Balboa, probably you know, as a wrestler, if he was a wrestler, the Attitude Era. Who do you think he'd have a good feud with? Rocky Balboa taking some him against somebody in the Attitude Era. What do you think would be money? Oh my God, bro! I, I think without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, because you know he was the blue collar worker. He was the guy from the streets. You know, he was the guy breaking thumbs to earn a couple of bucks, bro. He could have slid right into that Austin role. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Versus McMahon, he he would have been a perfect, per- perfect fit for that role. And I can't do a Rocky thing, say my life, hey, Vince, you know. I can hear him saying some of the Vince, like, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. But you could probably give so much advice to people who are in wrestling podcasting like myself. What would you tell somebody who wants to get into wrestling podcasting? What advice would you give them? Because you, I mean, you make it ask that all the time. But what would be that advice you would give to that person looking to get into the big 
world of wrestling podcasting. First of all, I want to recommend, Ty, I want to say this straight up. Like so many people ask me that question about wrestling. And I always say, with a good conscience, I can't give you that advice because I would advise you not to get into wrestling. That's yeah. what I would advise you. I, 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 I can't feel good about giving you advice of getting into a business that, quite frankly, is not a good business. But now if you ask me about podcasting, I would say absolutely 100%. And, and I, think, I think the difference is, Ty, you know, there are people that think they're going to get into podcasting and make money in a month. No, it doesn't work that way. It, it takes years and years of consistency and being on every day and having a schedule and being there when you, you say you're going to be there. So, you know, bro, when it comes down to it, it's hard work uh, just like anything else. You know, my good friend Ben Hamin always says, you know, you got to commit to the bit. So if you're going to commit to being a podcaster, commit to it. But I am telling people, this is a great job. It's a wonderful job. It's the best job I've ever had. But going into wrestling, bro, I, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. And like for me, like being a fan since I was eight years old and up until now being a podcaster, like for me, I still get goosebumps when I come on the air. Like having you on is like WrestleMania. So it's like going out for my – uh big WrestleMania main event with Vince Russo on my podcast. So that's how I felt going into this tonight. But it, it's like you said, it's a really good thing to be in. But like you said, the big thing about it is we're still fans and doing what we love. And like you said, it's not being in the business, which I'm sure drove you crazy. And I had to get out. Like you said, I had to get away from it. Yep. You know, bro, I hate to say this, Ty. I, I really do hate to say this, but it's the truth. I am not a fan of today's business at all. Uh, the only show I watch now is Raw. And quite frankly, I watch Raw because I get paid to watch Raw. You know, two third parties kind of pay me to critique Raw. So I watch Raw. I don't watch anything else. I am not a fan of this. You know, if I want to watch wrestling, I, I did it yesterday, bro. I'll go to YouTube. I'll throw on Lou Albano clips. I'll throw on superstar Billy Graham clips. I mean, that that's how I will watch wrestling. Today, I, I can't believe where we had it during the Attitude Era and where it is now. It, 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 it's, it's heartbreaking to me, to be honest with you. I, I still get perfect example. A couple of days ago, I watched King of the Ring 98. You was running the show, doing great things. It was Taker and Mankind. Hell in a Cell, and I watched that match when Austin came out at the old Pittsburgh Civic Arena. I still get goosebumps from that because, like, it's just like you don't get that anymore. And it's just like I, I just look at myself, like, I look at my wife. We watch, and it's like what, what, I look at my wife, say, like, what, what, what happened? Like, and just, are you talking about the Austin three sixteen promo? Oh, oh yeah, uh, King, King, King of the Ring. But when he did uh, the first blood match, him and Kane. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you know, bro, you know, again, th there was so much freedom back there, you know, between the writer and the talent. I gave them the freedom to be them. I didn't hand them words that they had a, me a, mem a mesmer memorize and say word for word verbatim. It didn't work that way, man. It was a team effort. It was a collaborated effort. So they felt a 
part of it. I, I don't know what happened from that to we're going to tell everybody exactly what to say. Everybody's going to sound alike. They're all going to sound like wrestlers. I don't know how we got from point A to point Z. I have no idea. Yeah, it's just so much. And like, for example, you know, this is all from the Harvard straight shooting on the show. And again, everybody, thank you for watching this live episode of Off the Top Rope. My boy Vince Russo is here. So we're definitely you want to comment. Be free to do what you have to say. My my first wrestling event was SummerSlam 90. It was an early birthday present from my grandfather, Philadelphia Spectrum. And I watched that. And when Vince McMahon, you know, just announced this is the Spectrum and everything, as a kid, I still get goosebumps from that. I'm like, I, I, I miss that. Like, you know, even when you were doing your thing anymore, like I said, me and my wife, we watch it. And especially, I got to say, WWE, we watch it. And it's like, it's just, you just go like that. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I, I, you know what I bro, like, you know, like I said, I just mentioned, you know, like, uh, you know, Lou Albano, bro. I always think about, you know, guys like, you know, Lou Albano and guys like Bruno and, you know, you know, Ivan Puchke and Bob Backlund and Stan Hansen and Stan Stasiak and the, uh, the Valiant brothers and the grand wizard and Freddie Blassie. Like I always think about like, forget me, bro. I just always wonder what would they be thinking if they saw like what this business today was like, I, I, I feel for them because to me, like that, that was the time and they created it. And, and, and it re that, that was really art. And I always think about, you know, especially those that aren't with us, like what, what would a Kurt Henning like think about, you know, today's business. What would a warrior think about today's business? What would a savage? I I feel for those guys because what we're watching today is not wrestling. And, and that's the problem I have. I grew up in the 70s, in the 80s, the 90s. I grew up on pro wrestling. What I'm seeing presented today, it's not pro wrestling. So my 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 that's that's the problem I I have it. If you called it like uh, entertainment art or performance art, if you change the name of it, I don't think I'd have an issue. But when you tell me this is pro wrestling, no, it's not pro wrestling. Pro wrestling, there's three elements to it, Ty. It's real simple. There's the character, there's the storyline, and there's the ring psychology in the match. None of that exists today. Not, 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 not one of those things exist. So how can, how can you not have even one of the main three elements and call it professional wrestling? La Touraine Watches represents the spirit of taking risks, making sacrifices, doing what is right, not what is easy and hard work. Check out all their different highly made handcrafted watches and accessories from bags, watch bands, and straps to bracelets and sunglasses. Their watches can't be bested like the Compass, the Legacy 2, the Navigator, their Voyager 1893 collection, and the latest hottest release, the Atlas. Free shipping on all orders over $50 and hassle-free returns in 30 days on postage paid returns. Go to LaTerrain.com and use code CEV for site-wide discounts. That's LaTerrain.com.
and then Vince actually would read my mind. I, I was a huge, and to this day, when I watch clips of him, I shed a little tear. I was a huge Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. Oh, I loved Kurt Henning. I, 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 I love Kurt. I, I still watch some of his old matches, and he just had, with the towel, the physique, just the confidence in his promos. It's like he, he just – he just didn't need no paper, no script. He just went out, and I'm just going to just nail it. And yep. it's just – and that's what's missed now today. And the biggest question I want to ask you, Vince, is, of course, you know, you got AEW, WWE. Do you think it's like how it was back in the 90s? The adults, they favor AEW, and now the kids, they favor WWE. Do you think that it's kind of reversing back to how it used to be, and that's like a bad thing or – how would you put that all together between the two? Well, bro, here, that, I think you name the, the I, I think you nailed the problem right on the head. Okay, the Attitude Era was successful, and there was a, a very easy reason for it. There was something for everybody. We, we knew we had the hardcore fans. We knew they were going to watch the show. You got to go out and get the rest of the world. You, you got to get people that aren't necessarily wrestling fans or they may be on the fence. Now you have to have something that will appear to kids, to women, to men, uh, you know, kids, in high schoolers, uh, kids in college. You needed love, romance, action, adventure, comedy, horror. You needed everything. Today, if you are not a fan of the 15, 20-minute flippity-flop fest, you're not going to watch the show. And, and it's that simple why the ratings are where they are. I mean, the WWE today, bro, they're putting house shows on television. There's nothing else there. So if you're not a fan of the fake match, you're not going to watch it. It's that simple. And that's telling you something. If WWE takes a house show, a little itty bitty house show, puts it on TV, where back then when I was growing up, when you went to a house show, that was a big thing. It had to be on TV, like at the, at the Philadelphia Spectrum, where my grandfather would take me. So that you just blew me away with that big, pretty much result and what how it's been today. And I got to say, and matter of fact, another thing, Vince, you brought up a good point how you could take the non wrestling fan. And haven't watched the product. And the perfect example would be when Austin was red hot. Yeah. My grandma, my grandmother, God bless her soul. She liked wrestling, but she didn't like it like that. And when when you help Stone Cold get hot, she would, as soon as that glass broke, she'd have her cane run into the TV and she knew like Stone Cold's coming along. I gotta sit down and watch him. I was like, they're on to something. Yeah, bro, it's funny because you know, way before that, my mother was the same way with Dusty Rhodes. But and bro, it's funny because like when I say Dusty Rhodes, of every wrestling company around today, who would you even compare to like a Dusty Rhodes? Like, like, and that that's what I'm saying. It's like back then, like you had icons, you had superstars, bro. When when the when those wrestler when Dusty Rhodes walked through an airport. They knew it was Dusty Rhodes. Today, bro, I, I'm telling you, if, if half of the AEW roster knocked on my door, I would think it's the UPS guy or the Amazon guy. I wouldn't know them from a hole in the wall, bro. 
like do you speak speaking of AEW? Do you when you look at I don't know how much you watch AEW, but I I, I watched I watched the first nineteen months, and then I said I I am not wasting another second watching this show. If if you if you take a star of today, do you think there is a star of today who may say WWE who has it? But the writers in the back are just killing like they're. Oh, absolutely. There, there, there's plenty of them. I mean, there's plenty of them, bro. Like the 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 biggest the biggest sin perhaps in the history of professional wrestling is what they did to Bray Wyatt, and uh, and that's exactly what happened, bro. Let me tell you what happens. Bray Wyatt's up here, creative wise, mentally. He's up here. Exactly. The writers are here. So what what they did was Bray wasn't the writers could not write up to Bray's talent. So what did they do? They drug Bray down. Bro, you can't do that to somebody with the talent of a Bray Wyatt, man. And if you are responsible for doing that, you should be fired immediately. When they had Bray Wyatt hot with the gimmick, with the mask, and they teamed him up with and nothing against the talent. I think it comes from the back that people writing on a piece of paper, when they put him with Alexa Bliss, and she kind of took his momentum. I was like, right then and there, he's done. So and- I, I, I have no idea, bro, how, how you possibly could mess up a talent like that. that. Bro, there is no doubt in my mind. I never met Bray. Uh, we, we may have exchanged like one or two DMs. That's the extent of it. Bro, this guy should have been Undertaker status. I, I mean, no, no doubt about it. And they took that gold, and they just they just threw it away, man. One guy in WWE I really look at, and I, I, I really like the guy, and he just has it all. And I think they killed his momentum when they had him. You know, they put the strap on him. I'm a real big Drew McIntyre fan. I agree I'm, with I, you. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. That bro, that that that's the thing, bro. Every guy should want to be Drew McIntyre. He's got the body. He's got the look. He's cool. He could get the women, all those things. And what does Vince McMahon do? He sees Braveheart. He puts a skirt on Drew McIntyre and gives him a sword. Come on, bro. Like, come on, man. But, I mean, you've said it a lot of times in the past. I I think that you want to be successful. I mean, I'm not in the business, but watching all these years, I've always believed in just letting the person – be themselves. You got to tweak them a little bit fine, but don't, it, that's like a cartoon and, and that that's with WWE. They're converting back to that. And me, me and my wife was watching, it was supposed to be, I'm a, I'm a huge Randy Orton fan. It was him against Alexa bliss. And the, one of the lights over the ring fell and, my wife looked at me and she's like, really? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. exactly. Absolutely. Bro, wrestling, when you're writing wrestling, here's where wrestling starts. When you're sitting down and you got that blank piece of paper, okay, we, we know what happened last week. Now, based on what happened last week, this is the first question you ask yourself. If this shit was real, what would happen this week? Based on what happened at Austin last week, what would Austin do this week? What would Taker do this week? What would Mick do? What would DX? You always have to ask yourself, if this were real, what would happen? Somebody gets attacked, they're seeking revenge the following week. That, 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 
they don't even think about that anymore, bro. They don't care whether it's believable, it's not believable. Here's what they care about. This this is this is the goal on Raw every Monday. How do we fill three hours? That's it, man. That's it. And it seems like to fill those three hours, and one thing that drives me just bananas, drives me just insane. It's like every week on Raw, I, I'll see the photos, who's who's wrestling. I believe when you have the same match every week, yeah. it can yeah. easily draw people away because when Attitude Era was hot, you had Austin versus Taker, Austin versus Billy Gunn, Rock versus Triple. But you guys did it so perfectly that you can have those guys wrestle a lot, you know, during, you know, they, they wrestle each other, you know, maybe every Monday or Thursday for SmackDown, but you guys did it in the right way. Now when they had the same match every week, it's just like got to turn a channel, Monday Night Football. Or that, that's, the, that's the part that's frustrating to me because, listen, man, I never, I never really knock ideas because they're subjective. One person might love an idea. One person may hate an idea. Trust me, with, with ideas I had over the years. But I will tell you what I hate and what drives me crazy and what I won't stand for. When I watch these shows, and it literally looks like they wrote this show in five minutes with 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 no care, no thought, nothing. And when, when when I see that, and like you're asking me to watch your show, you you just said it yourself this past week. We had a great football game. We had baseball playoffs, and you're gonna give me a show that it looks like you put absolutely zero effort into. I'm not talking about the wrestlers. I'm talking about the writing of the show, you know, match after match after match, same pre-tapes, everybody saying the same thing in the same place. So I'm looking at a show that looks like you put zero effort into this and you want me to spend my time watching? No, nah, man, no. And, and Vince, I, I would think that probably for you being you know, way past like, being in the business, you have your own business, you're running a very successful Vince Russo brand. I bet when you were in wrestling, you would probably go to sleep, close your eyes and be so tired and stressed. But the afterlife, you go to sleep smiling. You got your podcast ready for the next day. How cool, how how much of a cool feeling is that, how things have changed from your earlier days to, to now? Ah, bro, you know what it is, bro? It's it's really the politics. It's 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 really the politics. I mean, the wrestling business, bro, is filled with sharks and politicians and liars and con men and you know everybody is stabbing everybody else in the back to get the spot it's it's the politics working for myself russosbrand.com we we don't deal with any of that there are zero politics everybody has their shows everybody's having a good time uh, and that 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 was the one thing man that I could not wait to get away from and, and that's the thing. And I know over the years, too, you had said in an interview with you and uh, another awesome, talented guy, you and Ed Ferrara, I watched uh, one of your old podcasts together, and you said you found faith in God. And that's the coolest thing in the world, because for me, I can see where you're coming from, because ever since I got married, my wife's a pastor. You know, I love going to church every Sunday and I got my podcast and I'm like, you know, like, like life's good. And that seems how things are going for you. And I'm really happy for you for that. Yeah, bro. I've said this all the time and I am a Christian guy and bro, I did not become a Christian till later on in life, man. Like in, in, in my yes. early forties, 
but I was I was in the wrestling business when I became a Christian. And bro, once the scales fell from my eyes, I I literally felt like this this is the devil's playground. I I am in the devil's playground. That's what I felt like, and um, you know that's why, man. I don't regret walking away. Um, and I would tell anybody, man, like if you want to get in the wrestling business and you're a good person, forget it. Forget it. They will chew you up and spit you out and you will never be the same. That's why something like this, you could be your own boss. You could be creative, no politics to deal with. You could be yourself. Uh, it's, it's a great game, man. Do you think Vince back then, do you think it was, well, it's hard to be a wrestler in general because what wrestlers go through, mm-hmm. not, not me. I'll stay behind this, the microphone, not, not for me. Plus, my ass is too short, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> but um, for, do you think it was harder for wrestlers to get into wrestling back then than probably getting into it now? With oh, God, hey, bro, that, that's the problem. Anybody could be a wrestler now. Anybody. And I don't know how that happened. I, and, and, and if I was one of the boys, that would be very, very, very insulting to me because I know working with these guys and women Bro, it took a very special animal to be a pro wrestler. When I look at these rosters today, I I, I sit here and say, when did it get to the point that everybody could be a professional? It's like I had a dream as a kid to be a professional wrestler, and here I am in the ring on a Monday night. And I don't need, I don't look like a professional. I don't look like a TV star. I don't look like I belong, but yet I'm here. I don't know how that happened, bro. Bro, I say this all the time. I'm a big TV fan. When I put on TV, I want to see TV stars. I want to see stars. I don't want to see people that look like they're my next door neighbor. And and I'm telling you, bro, it's like 75% of all the wrestlers I see on TV do not look like stars. And and I sit there and I scratch my head and I'm like, how did they get there? I, I mean, you know, Ty, I'm very high on the it factor. I, I've had so many wrestlers, you know, run through me. Bro, you know the it factor. Like immediately, you know when somebody has it and you know when somebody's never going to get over. You know it. And I mean, today between WWE and AEW, I'm looking at people that are never going to get over. And I'm not talking about getting over to the hardcore fans. I'm talking about getting over when, okay, bro, when when you walk through an airport does everybody know who you are? That that's being over, not being over to the same crowd of, you know, 5,000 people every week. No, I'm talking about the masses, the casual fans. I I don't know, bro, how half of these people made it to TV. I don't understand. Monkey's Uncle is a retro vintage inspired t-shirt boutique that's more than just a store. It's family-owned and locally operated in Doylestown, Pennsylvania since 2010. It's a unique experience all to itself that takes you down memory lane, where I know you are sure to find something that will make you nostalgic for that back-in-the-day feeling. From babies to babes, dudes to dads, it's the most fun your closet will ever have. Visit them at themonkeysuncle.net today. That's themonkeysuncle.net. 
or call at 267-247-5865. That's 267-247-5865. Don't forget, themonkeysuncle.net. I really think Vince, you know, from years from now, whatever happens in wrestling, when you take the Hogan's, the Stone Cold's, the Rock's, the Taker's, I don't think Macho Man, he was one of a kind. I don't think you'll find guys in that core. It's so hard because them guys are just in a gel of their own. They're like in that little box and you just can't touch them. Like Michael Jordan, you can't touch. Bro, I swear to God, when you look at wrestling back in the day and you look like, bro, look at the jobber guys. Okay, look, look at, look at, you know, Johnny Rods. Look at Barry Horowitz. Look at Steve Lombardi. Bro, those three guys could take anybody on the AEW roster. And they were the jobbers, bro. They, they were the low guys on the totem pole. Those guys would would work rings around the, the circle of what I'm seeing with AEW talent. And like I said, bro, like I said, if I'm one of the boys, I would just find it very insulting that, you know, anybody can become a professional wrestler now. Like, bro, I'm a big sports fan. I'm sure you're a big sports fan. Bro, not everybody could play in the NFL. <laughs> not everybody could play in, in, in MLB. You've, you've got to be a special breed. I see so many people. Man, they're, they're not a special breed, man. And you and the really thing about it is I, I'm definitely still a wrestling fan at heart. But more than – I do watch AEW. You know, my, my wife, she loves it. And, you know, we, we both watch it. But my thing is, I'm a huge Three Stooges fan. And <laughs> if I get satisfaction out of watching the Three Stooges overall today, that tells you something. Because the Three Stooges were ahead of their time. They'll, they'll, they'll never, like, and that's telling you something, like, the bit, it, I don't know. But, you know, yeah. and that's saying, that's definitely saying a lot of things. Now, Vince. But, bro, I do, I do want to make one thing perfectly clear, Ty, because I always say this. I always say this, and I want to make be perfectly clear. You know, I am not a fan of AEW. I am not a fan of that style of wrestling. But what I always say is, bro, if you are, not, not you, but anybody, bro, yeah. go, watch the show. I mean, if you enjoy that and that's for you, watch the show. Because, bro, with, with what's going on in our lives today and what's going on in the world, bro, if you could find enjoyment in watching an AEW show, watch that show. Every, any minute, any time you could have where you're enjoying yourself. But I, that's why I always make it clear. It's not for me. I would never tell anybody not to watch it. It is just not for me. And the thing about it, like I said, this world is crazy. We still got the pandemic going on. and But the thing that I'm sure you find in satisfaction and, and myself is doing our podcast show. And like we talked about at the top of the show, I love getting on here, talking to you. You know, and I'm, I'm blessed of interviewing wrestlers all over the world, people in the business like you. And, you know, that's a real cool feeling, you know, to, to have. And you only live once. And yep. you, got, you, you got to go for it. And I, I've learned that over the years. Yep, absolutely, man, 100%. Now, Vince, of course, on the show, I got to add this. I call this segment Damn Tide. That's pretty good. So you ready for the question? Let's do it, baby. If Vince Russo was having his own movie coming out about himself, who would play you and what would the movie be about? 
You know, bro, I, I've dabbled in screenplays over the years, and I, I literally wrote a screenplay called Rope Opera. And it was, it, you know, it was about what really goes on in the wrestling business through the eyes of the uh, head writer. And, you know, who I had playing me, but this was many, many years ago. He's he's way uh, too old now. But one of my favorite movies, bro, of all time was Vision Quest. Remember Vision Quest with Mike, um, Michael, Michael Modine, Michael Modine. Uh, it, it was a great, great, great movie, but I always envisioned that guy playing me. But that was many, 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 many years ago. And that, and that, that's the thing too about you know it's just uh, like it's Matthew. Ma- I'm sorry, Matthew Modine. That was Matthew Modine. <laughs> now move, moving ahead for you, Vince. Um, what what are some things you are hoping to? bring to the Vince Russo uh, brand? Do you want to like change some things up, bring new things to your audience or just keep rolling like it's been doing? Yeah, no, bro. I am a very big, big advocate. I mean, I just started my whole new, a whole new platform, bro. I just built a, uh, you know, a website uh, from the bottom up and bro. I mean, this is really a big time website, no WordPress plugins. I mean, it was made especially for what I want to do. Bro, I am a very, very big advocate of freedom of speech. I, I was a journalism major. I know the importance of freedom of speech. It's always been very important to me. So what, what I've done is I've I've started, you can see my address, channelattitude.com, because what I want to do, bro, is I want to produce and develop dozens of podcasts where you know anybody will have the freedom to go on the show and speak their mind. And, you know, bro, again, everything's behind a paywall. So if you want to listen to person A, you pay to listen to person A. If you don't want to listen to him, you don't. But I'm going right back to wrestling. My goal is to have something for everybody. So, you know, I've been doing wrestling for a really, really long time. But now I'm I, I'm very proud to have a platform where People can go on there. They could speak up. They could give their opinions, their views, and their feelings, and they don't have to worry about being, you know, canceled or shadow banned or I'm going to get a check mark because I said this. That's why I invested a lot of money in my own platform because that can't be done to us. So pretty much that's the the next big thing for you is keeping, of course, the the hot, red hot. Vince Russo brand, but you're keeping it, but you're just adding new things to it, correct? Yeah, Russo'sBrand.com is the wrestling platform where we have so many wrestlers on there. I mean, Disco Inferno, Shane Douglas, Stevie Richards, you know, Stevie Ray, uh, Dutch Mantel, uh, Kevin Sullivan, the beautiful people, ODP, there's so many people, PJ Polanco, Shane Douglas. I always forget somebody. We just signed Al Snow. So Al Snow's going to be on there. So if you want wrestling, uh, you you can go to channelattitude.com or russosbrand.com and sign up for that. But Channel Attitude is going to have shows outside of wrestling. Um, There's a show on there right now. I don't know if you're familiar with R.D. Reynolds, but R.D. Reynolds actually wrote the death of WCW with me on the cover. But me and R.D., uh, we became really, really good friends and we both have a love for Batman 66. So if you go to channelattitude.com, there's a show just dedicated to uh, uh, Batman 66 that I do. 
I've got a, I got a new show on there with a couple of the comedians that used to be on the Stern show, uh, Bob Levy and Shuley. Uh, they do a show on my network called the BS show. So that's what we're doing. We're really, we're expanding that almost like a, a, a podcasting, a, a Netflix of podcasting. Podcasting. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Well, Vince, I got to say that, of course, by any chance, I'm from one to 10. Would you ever come back on? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you got to have the, what is it? The, what, what was the drink? The Cassie, Castle, Cassie and ladies, man. Um, uh, I, I told you, I, I just drew a blank here. Yeah, no, yeah, you got to have that. Cassie, Cassava, I, I can't even pronounce. You got to have that for me. <laughs> Definitely, I will come back any anytime, bro. It was a, it was a joy talking to you. I had a very good time talking to you, bro. A anytime you want me, man. And most importantly, is it Cassie? Cassie, yeah. it's something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Well, Vince, the most important I want to say is uh, God bless. Keep up the great work that you're doing with the Vince Russo brand. And like I said, we got to talk up some time again, my brother. Bro, where are you? Uh, where are you out of? I'm in uh, upstate New York. I'm in the mountains. So, yeah. Born and raised there? No, actually, I'm from outside the Philly area. So that's why I always went to the Spectrum. And yeah. And so, yeah. I actually lived, I don't know if it's near where you're at, but I actually lived in a town called Kent, upstate in New York for a little time. I lived there, not too far from White Plains. Yeah, because I'm in. Um, People get mixed up and think I'm in, I'm in New York City, but I'm in Waverly, New York, which is like on a border of Pennsylvania, small, quiet little town, and that's just the way I like it. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, you, bro. I, I, bro. I actually believe it or not, I live in a retirement community, so that, that, that's how I like it, man. Just peaceful and quiet, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's episode of Off the Top Rope was seriously one of the hottest episodes because my live guest was wrestling legend, writer, and host of and owner of the Vince Russo brand. My boy Vince Russo was the guest on Off the Top Rope. I'm your boy Ty Asbury. God bless. Stay safe and have a great night. And we are out of here. Have a great night. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch the best wrestling podcast around with some sizzle, it is Off the Top Rope. Yeah, yeah.